Hey everyone, if you haven't heard yet, we're excited to let you know that our friends over at Cranked Energy are giving listeners of the Better Than Yesterday podcast a 10% discount code at checkout by using Stark 10. This code is legit. I know it because I just tried it. Order yours today by heading over to www.crankedenergy.com. Thank you for listening to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. We believe that by creating positive habits in sleep, mindset, nutrition, relationships, movement, mobility, and training, you have the ability to become better than yesterday. All right. Can you hear yourself? I can. Yeah? Yeah. You sure? Sounds pretty good. Bien sûr. <laughs> Certain. Okay. So, hey, everyone. I'm here with Coach and Nick today. We are going to be talking with her about a whole bunch of different stuff. It's going to be a lot of fun. So um, how's it going, Nick? Going pretty good. How are you? Great, thanks. She just came from a blood test this morning. Yeah, feeling pretty good. Feeling pretty good. <laughs> Got poked, went back home. Um, so Nick, uh, Nick is a coach here and um, she's been coaching for a while. She's been coaching at a couple different gyms prior to, uh, to coaching here at Stark and uh, just going to get a little bit of a rundown from you and Nick. So who, who is Nick Duma? Wow. Starting off with an easy question. Yeah. Who is Nick? Um, well... I have been doing CrossFit for five years now. Even before that. Even before that. Even before that. Yep. Not much to tell. I was uh, not really an athletic kid. No. Um, yeah, I, I did some volleyball, some badminton in grades seven and eight. Um, yeah, just kind of played around at the gym we had in my little town. Uh, the town of? Saint-Pierre-Jalie. Oh. Yeah. Lived there for about 10 years. Okay. Um, actually something, one thing interesting about myself is my family and I lived in Iqaluit and Nunavut for four years. And then... What'd you do up there for four years? <laughs> what did I do? Was it a long four years? Uh, no, it was actually pretty cool. Yeah. I was there from like age six to age 10. Okay. So as a kid, it was pretty cool. A lot of snow. So I did a lot of, uh, I built some snow forts and did some tobogganing. So that was pretty fun. Um... And yeah, my mom got a job up there. So we lived there for four years um, and then come, came back to Manitoba. Okay. Yeah. Huge difference. Mm-hmm. Less snow. <laughs> Less no, snow. A little busier uh, here. But. Surprisingly, yeah, yeah. Still still pretty cold down yeah. here. Um, but yeah. It's kind of cool different. growing up in a place that like, you know, obviously ages six to 10, you didn't really have any internet or anything like that. So it was basically like you, you had to be active, right? Like Mm -hmm. you didn't really just sit around and do nothing. No, no. So playing outside a lot and like we had a a small hill over, um, behind our house and we had like a a little lake. So during the summer we would just hang around there, do some hiking during the winter. We'd do some skating on the, on the lake. That's cool. Yeah. It was pretty cool. So the hill, was it bigger than spring hill? Like our ski hill here? No. (laughs) Oh, I'm getting some Stark Games flashbacks. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it was maybe a bit higher. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's, that's crazy. That's funny that we have a ski hill here that's like smaller than a hill that yeah. you have in your backyard there. No kidding. So here now, you're going to school to become a massage therapist, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. And so tell us a little bit about that. Why, why massage therapy? Um, I've always been super interested in like the human body and how it works. Um, I'd gone to university previously for biochem. Well, I started the program, um, kind of realized a bit down the road that I didn't want to do that for the rest of my life. So then what made um, you decide that? Why? It was just a bit more like more equations and like memorizing different reactions in the body. And that's not like, although I find that interesting, it wasn't like, do I what want I to do this about? for the rest of my life? Yeah. yeah. Um, and yeah, just starting CrossFit, it was pretty cool. Like just seeing the changes in my own body and then started like just noticing that in different people. Like just when you, when you start something, it's like, okay, yeah. Wow. That person, that person does CrossFit or yeah. like that person does a certain sport. Um, so when did you, when did you actually start doing CrossFit? January, 2015. Okay. So I started with my sister at CrossFit Steinbach. So we did our six-week um, intro courses. And then, yeah, after that, just 
kept going. You got and, hooked. Yeah. So what what got you into it? Why did you even go and and start CrossFit? Um, honestly, my sister asked me one day. She said, "Hey, like, do you want to do this trial class at CrossFit?" I'm like, "What's CrossFit?" So then I looked it up on online, and I'm like, "Jeez." <laughs> See all the fail crazy. videos. People it's are like, crazy. I don't want to do this. <laughs> Why are they doing this? Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we went for a child class together and afterwards we were like, Hey, yeah, that's pretty cool. Let's do the intro classes. And at that point, like I, I was pretty into like, um, exercising and just learning how to be healthier myself, starting to eat better and just learning different things like what I could do to make my life better. So that was like perfect timing. Cool. So it was six weeks of intro classes. So you're just learning all the movements and mechanics before jumping into classes. Exactly. Very good. Uh, and then how often a week were you, were you going after that? Three times. Three times a yeah, week? Yeah, I think probably for the first month, it was three, three days a week. And then after a month, I was like, okay, yeah, I love this. So then went up to five times. Cool. Yeah. All right. And then what, what did you notice, say, like right off the bat? I know people always ask, like, what, am I, what kind of results am I going to see in like a month or two months or three months? Um, what, was, what was your experience with that? Um, I don't think I really noticed anything major, um, until like three months down the road. Like I, I guess like after the first month, I kind of noticed like maybe my energy levels were getting better. Um, I was feeling better throughout the day. And then, yeah, after like three or four months, I'd say like, I started noticing like, Hey, what's this weird thing popping out of my leg? And it's like, Oh, that's my quads. (laughs) It's not a tumor. No, no, no. So yeah, it took a while and even still now, like it's still taking a while for me to notice things, but yeah, if you keep grinding through every day, just doing the best you can. So what was your, what was your mentality then? Like, I know a lot of people are, when they start something, they want to see results right away. And you know, if within, I've had people like change their eating habits and then a week later they're like... I'm not seeing results yet. And it's like, it's been a freaking week. Like what, what kept you motivated to keep going and doing it? Even though like first three months you weren't seeing a ton of changes, but you know, you noticed some things you were feeling a bit different. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing for me was just like, find some fun in what you're doing. If you're just doing something to see results and you're not really enjoying it, then you're not going to want to keep going. Mm -hmm. Um, So like if you're trying to change your eating habits, like find some fun in in cooking or finding new recipes or finding out different foods that you didn't really eat before, but you like eating now. Okay. Um, And same thing with like going to CrossFit classes or any kind of exercise you're doing, just do it with a friend, have some fun. So did you and your sister go all the time together or? I would say, yeah, 90% of the time, maybe one class a week or. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Awesome. And then you ended up you ended up becoming pretty competitive um, in in the sport as well. You were yeah. putting in a lot of time training. Do you want to talk a little bit about that? Like, how did uh, how did things change from like you know training at CrossFit Steinbach, you know, five days a week? You're putting in time. How long did you do that bef- uh, for before you got more competitive in it? Um, so I did my first competition within a year of starting CrossFit. Um, I had done the prairie throwdown or like the individual beginner competition. Cool. So you um, went as an individual, your very yeah. first comp. Okay. <laughs> Looking back, like what? Um, but no, that was good. It was, it was really stress or not really stressful, but I was pretty nervous leading up to it. Yeah. Um, but I think somebody had just mentioned it and I thought, Hey, that'd be pretty cool. Um, Did your sis- sister to it too? No. Oh. Um, But then, so that was in November, I think. And then the January, so like at at the one year mark that I started CrossFit, my sister and I did CrossFit. And that was really cool. That was really fun. Awesome. Um, I don't think we we were doing it to be competitive, but just kind of like to try it out and have some fun. Yeah. Um, So how did your first comp go? Your your first like individual comp that you ended up doing at Prairie there? Um, I think it went all right. I actually, I, think. I forget what, where I placed, but, um, yeah, I, I think it went all right. Like it was, it was a cool experience. Like I, I'd never done any competitions before that, mm-hmm. um, in any kind of sports that I was, I was in. 
Um, so yeah, it was just, it was pretty cool. It was a cool experience just to kind of see how things go and like a, what a CrossFit competition is. Yeah. That's a yeah. good, good attitude to have going into it when people are asking about trying something, whether it is like a CrossFit comp or a 5k run or whatever, and they've never done it before. Mm-hmm. Always recommending like go and do it just to have fun, experience it and then learn from it. So, you know, afterwards you want to take a look at, look at the things that you're happy with that went well, that, that you're proud of yourself for, and then look at things that you can improve. Cause a lot of times people are super critical and then they want to get back in the gym the very next day after the comp and be like, I need to work on this or that. And it's just like, give yourself a bit of a break. Um, you know, take some time to recover from it. If it's a two or three day event, like that's, it's hard on the body. Yeah, definitely. I, I think I noticed after a competition, I need, I need like a good week and maybe even if I feel good physically, like just mentally, it takes a huge toll on you. Yeah. Um, so take that first week after and just kind of, recuperate do cool nothing down, or do move <laughs> like yeah light, still light movement light movement like going to the gym do some mobility um yeah just take it easy that week and then yeah but that's one thing one thing about competition that i like is it shows you what you can work on yeah after yeah shows you what you're good at shows yeah. you what you can work on <laughs> so uh you did that first comp that was about a year after training when did when did you start like stepping it up and putting more training time in Um, that was more like two years down the road, like since I, since starting CrossFit. So I, um, it was probably a year and a half after starting that I got my first muscle up, a strict muscle up. Year and a half? A year and a half. Okay, cool. Um, so when you started, you didn't have like strict pull-ups or anything though, did you? I, I did. Did you? Yeah. Um. Just starting? Like. Yeah, but I, like. I had done some, some work in the gym and like, I, I think I had a good base of upper body strength. Okay. Although, uh, yeah, with my strict pull-ups, it was, I think it was more like trap dominant than using my lats. Okay. Still struggling to grow those baby lats. Okay. Um, but yeah. Um, so had pull-ups coming into CrossFit and. Got better pull-ups by doing it. Yes. Got better pull-ups. Okay. Learned how to do them correctly. So muscle up within a year and a half of CrossFit, strict muscle up. Yeah. Cool. And that was after um, starting to take a deeper look into my nutrition. Okay. Um, so really starting to dial things in a bit more. And then that's when I started noticing like a bit more results. Um, so was it just because you were fueling yourself better or was it because like watching body or watching your nutrition was helping with body composition and just like, you know, performance. Yeah. A bit of both. Um, so body composition, I did want to change, like I did want to, um, improve that a little bit and yeah, performance, I guess I felt like I was at a bit of a plateau. Okay. Um, so then, yeah, I just wanted to change something and yeah, pay it off. Cool. Yeah. So when, when did things change and you started training more competitively and put in like, cause before you were doing like the five ish days a week mm-hmm. and putting in about an hour or an hour and a bit with some accessory work or um, what were you doing? I'd say still about an hour yeah. yeah, doing the classes, maybe, um, sometimes staying a bit later and working on like core strength or Just bicep curls in front yeah, of the mirror. Curls for the girls. Yeah. Bikini season, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, it wasn't until two years down the road that I really started getting a bit more competitive. So, um, leading up to the second CrossFit that I did, um, yeah, and my sister and I did that as well together. Cool. Um, yeah, it wasn't until then that I really started, um, like trying to follow a different, like a competitive programming. Um, so what did that look like? How much were you training then? That was still about an hour, maybe an hour and a half. Yeah. Five days a week, six days a week. Five days a week. Eight days a week. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> I even find six days a week is yeah. a bit too much. I need my rest days. Yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. Okay. So how did the, how is the body adapting to, you know, picking up that extra bit of time and training? Um, I was definitely getting stronger. Um, so my back squat was improving. Um, and with that improving, then my Olympic lifts would were um 
getting better. So I was getting a bit more confident with snatches and um, wasn't always confident going overhead. So my split jerks were needing sketchy. some work and yeah, <laughs> sketchy. <laughs> Don't want to watch me split jerk. Just put a, put a helmet on yeah. and it's like, I'll be okay. <laughs> Chin guard. Yeah, exactly. Um, but yeah, yeah. Body was definitely getting fitter. So my, my legs were getting stronger. Um, upper body was getting stronger with uh, like handstands, like handstand pushups and, and stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And then um, I guess what, how much time were you putting in a week or a day, multiple days a week when you were at your height of being competitive then? Um, that was still about five times a week. Um, okay. But looking more like two hours in the gym. Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, and at that point, like my my nutrition was pretty dialed in. Like I was um, following pretty strict macro. Well, strict. I was making them strict. I yeah. was pretty keen on zeroing out my protein, carbs, and fat, and just trying to make everything as perfect as I could. So you're weighing and measuring everything. Yes. Or, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then would not have a gram, an ounce of anything that wasn't measured okay yeah it was um so was it stressful doing that like measuring everything out it was pretty stressful um I think I was making it more stressful than it should than it um could have been um yeah in in that really competitive state that I was in like I was pretty stressed just trying to make everything perfect yeah and would get pretty discouraged if it wasn't like a hundred percent. Okay. So that was what the nutrition side of things or the training side of things? Yeah. Both. both. Just, yeah. Yeah. What was your recovery like? Did you, since you increased your, your training volume, um, your nutrition was dialed in, was your recovery like, were you, were you doing like 20 minutes of, you know, self body work to per hour yeah. that you were doing and then sleep? Like, were you making sure that you were getting eight, nine hours of sleep a night or what did that look like? So I was being pretty diligent with um, my mobility. So I was following like Ramwad. So I was doing like a yoga type program, um, doing lots of foam rolling and using lacrosse balls on, on my back and stuff like that. Um, going to see a chiropractor, massage therapist. Um, sleep was where I was lacking. Um, I think probably just the accumulation of stress. Like it was making it hard for me to kind of wind down and let my mind just kind of empty out before bed. Um, yeah. Recovery was all right, but sleep was definitely Could have been lacking. better. Yeah. So how much sleep are you getting a night? Today? No, no. Uh, like back then. Back then? Yeah. Um, probably between six and seven hours. Yeah. But I would wake up like frequently during the night and even probably like 3 a.m. I'd be wide awake, kind of like ready to start my day, but still exhausted. And Okay. Yeah. So how long were you, were you putting in that much time a day, like the two hours? How, how long of a period was that? Weeks, months, a year? Um, probably around four or five months. Okay. Yeah. So that was like from October until the open in like February. Okay. Do you feel like that is sustainable? No. No? <laughs> no. Not with, like, with the recovery that you had, it wasn't sustainable? Or if things were maybe a little dialed in a bit more? Um, if things were dialed in a bit more, um, I didn't find it too hard with a recovery. But if you're, like, if you just want to compete and you don't have, like, a full-time job or you're not a student, then... Yeah, it would be like you could sustain it a bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, but if you still want to like have a life, have a social life, have a job. Yep. Um, two hours in the gym every day is, I, f I find it tough. Yeah. And um, yeah, it depends on what time, what your outside commitments are as yeah, well. Like, for sure. Yeah. And if you're trying to like maximize sleep and make sure that you have like all your meals ready if you do a lot of meal prep. Um, I, yeah, I, I don't think it's very sustainable. No. no. Okay. So jumping to, uh, like, were you coaching at this point too? Yes. Or, okay. So yeah. how long were you, how long were you a coach when you got into, uh, or after you got into CrossFit? Um, 
about a year and a half until I got my level one. Okay. Yeah. So you got your strict muscle up and then it's like, boom, yeah. go, go be a coach. <laughs> yeah. Ready to be a coach now. Okay. Um, yeah, I, I think I'd thought about it after about a year. Um, I just got a bit more fami- familiar with, um, like training. I had a better understanding of like what I was putting my body through. Mm. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know why the idea popped into my head and then, um, I, was looking into like the CrossFit level one course yeah. and I think my sister Roxanne had mentioned that she was also looking at it, um, interested in doing that. And I was like, Hey, well, you're like, you do can't it. do yeah, it. Let's... Me not do it. <laughs> so, uh, so yeah. did, so is it something that you guys approached Colin about and said like, Hey, do you guys, do you need coaches or is he, did he approach you guys and say like, you know, um, Hey, maybe you should look into becoming coaches. I can't remember exactly, but I think I, I might've, asked him if ever he was, he'd be interested in getting another coach. And, yeah. um, yeah, he said, yeah. And looked, I looked online, um, and saw that there was a, a level one in Minneapolis okay. or just outside of Minneapolis in Saint August. Paul. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, that's the one that Roxanne and I did. Cool. Yeah, 2016. So what did you think of the, the level one after going and doing it? Um, I, I loved it. It was yeah. a great weekend. It was the Saturday, Sunday. And yeah, like our, um, our instructors were awesome. We had uh, this guy named Joe and he was like so enthusiastic and like had a really good personality. He was... Big bushy was, beard? No. No, okay. He, uh, no. I'm trying to remember. We had no a beard. Joe as well, but... Um, and we also had Matt Chan. Oh yeah, that's yeah, cool. Yeah, and... Uh, so we had like Roxanne and I saw him like on CrossFit game stuff. And then yeah. as soon as we got to the gym, I'm like, like pulling out her arm. I'm like, Rox, that's Matt Chan. Like, yeah. oh my God. Um, so that was pretty cool. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, had two other instructors. So it was, it was a really good weekend and it was a pretty cool gym. Lots of, uh, people in the class and they were, they were cool. Yeah. It's, yeah. it is an interesting course. I think like, anyone that's in the fitness industry should should go and do it it's it's yeah. great it works on a lot of mechanics um you know it, it teaches you stuff that i didn't learn in in kinesiology and it was a, an interesting it was an interesting way of it like being presented because it was none of it was heavy or anything like that right. it was just about movement and mechanics and you know, they, di- they didn't go over a ho- whole lot of modifications for people who can't do things perfectly, but it was like, you know, here's the perfect form. And these are like games level athletes running this course or like people that are, don't have really any restrictions or whatever. So then when they're demoing, like it, it looks perfect. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. What were your, what were your thoughts on that? What did you, what was your biggest takeaway from that weekend? Um, my biggest takeaway was that you can always improve. So going in there, <laughs> Roxanne and I both thought like, oh, yeah, we can we can squat pretty well. Like we can get below parallel. And um, we've been doing this for a year. Like we know our stuff. Yeah. And yeah, I just remember doing air squats and then uh, the instructor's coming apart. over. Yeah, like, <clears throat> oh, stay back on your heels. Uh, keep your chest up. Make sure that you're not butt winking. And I'm like, geez. Here I thought it was I was so good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can you can always improve. And yeah, I kind of noticed the same thing. Like I, I wish they would have gone more in depth on um like different progressions, uh, how to modify things for people with injuries and stuff like that. But um we had gone, I think later that year, Roxanne and I went to our um, gymnastics cert, so the CrossFit gymnastics course. Yeah. And there they, they had a bit more modifications for like if somebody's working towards strict pull-ups or different progressions for like ring muscle-ups and stuff like that. Okay. So that was, that was really good. Okay. So you've been coaching now for how many, how many years? Three years. Three years. Three years. Okay. That's awesome. Yeah. So you've been coaching at three different gyms. Mm-hmm. So Steinbach, you were at Undefeated for a while yeah. and then here now. Yes. So um, what is your, I would say, maybe we'll, we'll come back to this part, but I just wanted to kind of get that in there because I knew you had done some coaching during this time that you were training. You put in a lot of, you know, extra work, extra volume. Um, I kind of want to talk about getting to the, 
when you got burnt out just doing too much. Um, what sort of led to that? Was that more so training volume? Was it just lack of recovery? Was it injury? Like what, how did you end up getting there? Um, for me, it was more mentally burning out. Um, so I'm trying to find a way to say this. Uh, I really compared myself to a lot of people and, um, so people that maybe started CrossFit after me and they were like miles ahead of me in terms of like their gymnastics or they can lift heavier than me. So I kind of always, I always thought to myself, oh, like I, I started CrossFit before them. Like, why can they do more, more, um, like handstand pushups or why can they handstand walk and I can't, or, um, obviously not taking into account like their background, like if they were in yep. gymnastics or if they were yeah. like pretty active before, before starting, I was not. Yeah. Um, so yeah, comparing myself to, to people was like pretty detrimental. Okay. Um, and it was after the open in 2018, um, didn't do as well as I'd hoped. And yeah, I think at that point I was just kind of like, like f this, I'm not really good at this. Like I'm not, I'm not going to do this anymore, which is not a good attitude. I don't, <laughs> don't suggest thinking about um, your performance or your fitness that way. Letting that determine who you are, sort of. Yeah. Thing. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, like, your fitness is not who you are. Um, but at that point, like, I was. That's kind of all I associated myself with. Like, oh. I'm a Nick. I'm a CrossFit CrossFitter. Like. I'm an athlete. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I, I wasn't doing much else outside of that. So I think that, that was, that didn't help. Like if I would have had maybe some hobbies outside of training to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. So did you end up, were you still training a bit? Did you give up on it completely? Um, I took a few months away from the gym. Okay. Um, so I think from like April till September, I didn't, I wasn't training. Um, I did have a pretty physical construction job during the summer. Um, and then in sep- September, I kind of picked it back up, went to the gym, just doing um, like regular classes, just um, having fun, working out with members. Um, yeah, trained for a few months. And then I think at that point, I... I moved to the city and I was training here at Stark. Um, and then, yeah, training was just like since that point, um, it was a bit like on and off. I left for a Europe trip for three months. When I got back, I was back at that construction job. Um, so that took a chunk out of my training. All right, Anik, let's talk about where you got to that point of burnout and then you kind of started making your way back. You, you said you were like coming to classes and stuff like that. When you left, there was a point where, you know, you had all these movements, this strength, this kinesthetic awareness, and now you're back in class and what happened? What were you thinking then? Um, I think by the time I got back, I was, um, I was being pretty cautious, I guess. Um, like I was just making sure not to um, want to go to a hundred right away. Like just like ease my way back in. Um, it was nice to work out with um, with regular members. Like being in a in a class, like that was really nice. It was like fun again. Um, that's that's part of the reason why like I just burnt out. Like I wasn't having fun anymore. It it felt more like a chore or felt like a job. You had to do it. Yeah, like I had to do it, and it wasn't like. I go because I want to do it. Um, so then getting back to the gym, like, um, yeah, like I, I lost some movements, like, um, higher skill gymnastics, but like body awareness was still, was still there. Like it was, I was still pretty, um, in tune, I guess with my, um, my mechanics and stuff like that. So, um, strength was like, it had gone down a bit, but, like it was still, still there. Yep. Um, yeah, I think the biggest thing was like, I, I eased my way back in. So I wasn't trying to compete anytime soon. So I wasn't, um, 
So I was just, I was keeping it fun. Yeah. Yeah. And then was that something that you had like had to, you know, sit down and have that conversation with yourself and tell yourself that as you were getting back into it? Or did you talk to other people and, you know, they had helped you out with that decision or how did yeah, that work? I think, I think I talked to like probably, probably my sister and I, I think she like, I think I, I went back to the gym because of her, because I, like, I wanted to work out with her again. Like I wanted to spend time with her. And but she had she like kept on the gain train the whole time like you yeah know, pedal yeah. to the metal sort of thing right yeah so, so uh, I, f- I found that was tough like yeah not not being able to keep up with her anymore but um then I just thought like you're not gonna get better if you don't start training or start doing something again yeah um and she's she's pretty good at uh, keeping me accountable yeah telling me you know when to when to cut the shit and just get my, get myself together. So yeah, love her for that. That's um, good. How, how much older is she than you? Four and a half years. Four and a half years. Yeah. Okay. It's that four and a half years of experience. Yeah. Right? <laughs> no kidding. Okay. No, oh, that's cool. So then when, I guess, when did you feel like you could start like stepping it up a little bit more? Cause now then you decided like to kind of step out of just training in classes and then go and start putting in more work on your own, which I always find that tougher. Like I, I enjoy it. Like I love jumping in on classes. Yeah. I would rather do that than train by myself any day. Yeah. So it takes a special type of person to like go and, you know, put yourself through that type of punishment. And I know we've got some coaches here that are happy doing that. Yeah. So for, <laughs> yourself what when did that switch happen how long after you got back in did uh did that change happen um I want to say it took it took a while like I I got back into training um did a few months before leaving on on my chip so like during those four months I was I was doing regular classes which helped me start having fun again um did you miss it while you were on your trip I did yeah yeah um, you don't sound too convincing <laughs> at that point, like on my trip, like I, I was trying to find myself a bit more. Yeah. Um, so I guess I, I wasn't really thinking about it or I was trying to, I was trying to get away from thinking about it so that I, I wasn't just thinking, okay, Anik is a crossfitter. That's it. Yeah. Like I was just trying to kind of see, see who Anik was. Super cheesy. Super cheesy. That's all right. Um, so yeah, I I started having fun with it again, and then coming back, um, did regular classes for about a month, and then I just I just wanted to get fit. I, I just wanted to be like fit AF. I again. wanted to be fit AF. <laughs> um, so then yeah, I started working with a coach for my training programming um so that's more specific to your weaknesses yes because i found one of the biggest things um i i hate to admit this but i never liked doing the boring stuff like i never i never worked on drills and stuff like that or um but that's what gets you better yeah yeah yeah. if only i figured that out like five years ago Um, so now I'm being a lot more diligent with that, which like I'm seeing huge results. So do your drills, work on the small stuff. Um, and yeah, like I, I just found it was just like little bits in my, in my base that I was, I was missing strength in. So like, um, like for example, strengthening my lats or strengthening my grip or like my overhead, like just the little things that that you need to be able to advance up to the up the pyramid. Yeah. Um, you don't want to grow up with UDLS. No. Underdeveloped lat syndrome. No. Nope. It's not fun. No. Nope. Um. So yeah, as soon as I just like picked up the pace, like I was patience was huge for me. Like I was at times I was not very patient, but just keep keep chipping away at your your stuff and you'll see you'll see changes yeah and like don't i i wasn't relying on motivation yeah like i i just had a routine and i just stuck to it like 
and I tried not to think of the end goal. Like I was just thinking of daily goals. Okay, I'm going to get my training done. I'm going to try and sleep as well as I can. Just little daily goals and give yourself a check mark at the end of the day. And you use like a little wahoo thing on your wrist there, oh, well, right? Yeah. So, uh, wahoo. Whoop. Whoop. Sorry. Whoop. Wahoo. That's something different. Yeah. Whoop. Tell us about your whoop. Um, so it's kind of like a Fitbit. Okay. Um, so it measures my recovery, um, my strain. So that's like how like my cardiovascular strain um, in the day. Recovery is your HRV, so heart rate variability, um, resting heart rate. Um, it measures my sleep, so how much sleep I got, different types of sleep. Um, REM sleep, non-REM sleep. Yeah, light REM, sleep, awake. Sleep. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it's not a watch. No. So I like that because it doesn't distract me too much. No. That's <laughs> um, cool. Do you look at it every day then and look at your results and stuff I like do. that? I do, yeah. Pretty so consistent? It's Yeah, it's pretty consistent. So I notice like if I'm about to start a cold, then like my recovery goes down. Mm-hmm. Um, if I, I find sometimes like my recovery is very high, although like I didn't sleep very well the night, the night before or like I'm sore AF. Yeah. Like how can I be 99% recovered? Yeah. Um, but no, I, I think it's, it's pretty accurate. I like it. it. It's nice just to see like different data that you can work with. Like yep. if my recovery is not that great, okay, I'm not going to push myself super hard in the gym today. Yeah. Smart choice. Smart choice. I'm not going to try to max my snatch out. Yeah. Not every day can be a hundred percent. Well, cool. So during your, during your trip, I know kind of when you started back, you were, you were like coming here in the morning, um, hitting some of the six AMs and stuff like that before work. And and this was before, and now you teach them. (laughs) Um, and so that was before, that was before you were a coach here or anything like that. Mm -hmm. And then you ended up starting school, right? So you had gone back in, it was just September 2019 for massage? Um, Mid-August. Mid-August, yeah. okay. All right. And then that's when, okay, that's when you had like come along. We went to, uh, not Bridge City Beatdown, we went to... Uh, Dakota Games. Dakota Games. Yeah. So you were like kind of a support system for your yeah. sister <laughs> and stuff like that. So yeah. With uh, with Roxanne and Anna and Ben and myself, we got to go and compete, which was a lot of fun. And then it was yeah. cool having you there because at the time, like, and Nick was a member of the gym here and got to kind of, like, you know, see what she was like personality-wise and see if, like, she would be a good fit here sort of thing. And then I can't remember if it was before that or after. I think it was maybe after that I had asked you if you were interested in doing some coaching. I think it might have been before. Was it? It was okay. before, and then we went on that weekend, and I'm like... Like Paul hasn't mentioned anything. Like, should yeah. I ask him if, if like he's still interested in like becoming a coach? Or <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like, what do I do? What do I say? What do I say yeah. to this guy? Yeah. Um, but yeah, at that point, I had started training a bit more again. Yeah, and now you're back to being like super consistent, which is cool. Yeah. Seeing you busting your butt good. in the gym. Feels good. Um, yeah. One of the, I guess you were doing the qualifiers for the can. Ken West. West, yeah. Yeah. And I think one of the most impressive things that I saw was you doing, working, like trying to do handstand walk and you weren't getting very far on it, but I was like, I I had a training client at the time and I was like watching you at the same time. And I was so impressed with the fact that you kept kicking up and kept trying and you would come down, you were sometimes getting a step or two, you were sometimes not getting any steps, but you like kept your cool. You didn't freak out. You didn't lose it or anything like that. And I'm like, this girl's awesome because I know there's people who would probably like lose their shit, go and kick a chalk bucket or a bar or something like that. And you, you know, you kept it together, which was extremely impressive. I would, you know, I would rather, I would rather see that you're like under that kind of test than just like kicking up and no big deal walking across the other end or whatever. But that definitely shows someone's, someone's character. So yeah, I uh, have a good poker face. Yeah. <laughs> can't, can't say that I wasn't saying like, oh, shit, this sucks yeah. in my head. But um, yeah, it was a 25-minute AMRAP, and it started off with, I think, 15 cows on the rower. Okay. And you had to do 20 feet, um, 20 feet handstand walking. And I remember texting my sister beforehand. I'm like, I'm not going to get 20 feet. Like, I'm, I'm just going to row and then, like, waste my time for the for the next 22 minutes or whatever. 
Um, but yeah, like those times, like anytime I would kick up and just come right back down, it was pretty like my ego took a hit, yep. but I just thought like, you're, you're not going to get any better if you don't work on it or if you yep. don't like, you, like you're not going to learn if you don't fail first or fail in quotations. Yeah. No, you got to keep, yeah, keep practicing. I've seen you practicing since, which is cool. It's, yeah, it's something that if you completely avoid it and you go and, you know, sign up for a RX comp, like that stuff's going to come up. Yeah, so, sure. you know, if you're, if you're super well-rounded and everything else, you got unbroken muscle-ups, you, you got a good snatch and clean and jerk and, you know, handstand push-ups, like you got strict all day long sort of thing. Like, yeah. you know, if you can't walk on your hands, like that's a, a huge gap Yeah. because like, yeah, you could be left standing there. A, a workout at the Dakota Games started off with like a hundred foot handstand walk last mm-hmm. year. So, you know, if you end up, end up doing that, like it's, you're going to be standing there for a while. Yeah. And, uh, and, you know, in CrossFit, the greatest thing about it is that there's so much variety and so many different movements. The downside to it is there's so much variety and there's so many different yeah. movements. So you got to have, if you want to be able to compete at a, a higher level, you got to have as many or as few weaknesses as possible. Yeah, the winner of the CrossFit Games never wins, like, every event. No. Like, it's the most well-rounded person. Yeah. Um, yeah. No cherry-picking, guys. No cherry-picking. Yeah, <laughs> no. exactly. No. Do the things you love and also do the things that you don't love as much. Like that don't burpees. love you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, um, it's, it's interesting to see, like, some people want to put the work in and want to get better. Um, at certain things and you know you could give them a couple drills and then they just do it until they master it and it's like okay here's you know here's what you got to do next sort of thing and um, some stuff like whether you have if you have got the strength and you just got to spend a bit of time on technique then that makes it easier if it's something like handstand walking like getting upside down sometimes people have trouble just kicking up and say you can kick up and maybe you can hold yourself you know upside down like on your hands for you know a few seconds or maybe you're afraid of taking a step with your hand or you just don't have that balance like there's so much going on yeah and uh, making sure that your hands are in a good position not too wide not too narrow and all that kind of stuff and making sure your core is tight and your butt's turned on and your toes are pointed like all that kind of stuff it's like it's a bit to work on and the more you work on it the more you learn your body and the more you learn your body the the more the easier it is going to be to execute it yeah, and I find just, like, baby steps is where it's at. Like, don't try and go from zero to 100. Like, oh, hey, I, I'm not really good at handstand holds, but I'm going to work on my handstand walking. Yeah. Like, no, just do, like, small steps. Like, that's, that's, like, that's what's going to be sustainable. That's what's going to, like, keep you improving is just do a little bit at a time and... Yeah, make sure, ask, you, yeah. Make sure you can kick up. Make sure yeah. you can cartwheel out of it and not land on your head. Yeah, it's not fun. So as a coach, what, for someone to be, you know, successful in CrossFit, not as an athlete, but just, you know, coming to classes, you know, you've got your family life, you want to use this as something to, to get, you know, better and healthier with, what, what would you recommend to people? Be patient. Yeah? Yeah. So, um, yeah, just... I notice, like, when people are first starting out, they, like, okay, they love the CrossFit, like, they love the environment and, like, learning to do different stuff and, like, they just want to, like, okay, I want to do kipping pull-ups. Okay, show me how to do a muscle-up. Like, mm-hmm. they just want to go to the fancy stuff right away. Um, and I would suggest, like, just stop, take a look back and, like, okay, why are you starting this and what are your goals in CrossFit and just kind of, like, be patient, do like your little steps to get to where you want to go. Like if you want to learn how to do kipping pull-ups, then learn how to stabilize your shoulders and learn how to do your beat swing before trying to like jump up and swing willy-nilly and try and get your chin over the bar kind of thing. Like um, just try and make like your sustainable steps. Um, that'll keep you like loving this and keep you coming to the gym rather than like I can't do a kipping pull up I'm done yeah yeah just be patient looking over at the person next to you as they're banging yeah. them out and you're like damn it like she's 
45, 50 years old and just yeah. like killing it. And like you don't know what they did yeah. to be able to get that. Like yeah. you don't know how, or how many, long they've been doing it. How long they've been doing CrossFit, how long they've been working towards doing doing their movement correctly. Yeah. yeah. So what about being more competitive in it? What uh, yeah, what would you recommend? Um I I would still do the same thing like as if you're just kind of doing this for health. Like just make sure that you're moving well, putting the putting the time in to move well, move correctly so that you um avoid as much as possible any chance of injuries and stuff like that. Like if you want to be competitive, I'm sure you still want to do this after you're done your your competitions. Um so still work towards being sustainable and then just like ask your coaches, hey, what can I do to improve my toaster bar and stuff like that. So just add a couple, add a couple imams a week to work on your weaknesses and work on getting stronger with with them. Cool. All right. So to wrap up, is there anything that uh, you would recommend to anyone that's wanting to maybe get into CrossFit, whether it is you know lifestyle, health, sport? Anything like that? Don't think that we're all CrossFit Games athletes. Yeah. So if you're if you're interested in starting CrossFit, like don't don't put it off. Just walk into a gym. Just not even to to work out. Just ask questions. How fit do you have to be to start? You don't have to be fit at all. <laughs> you okay. do this to be fit. Okay. You don't need to get in shape before before walking to, into a gym. Um. Yeah, just ask questions. If you know somebody who is doing CrossFit or better yet, if you know a coach, just ask them questions about it and ask if you can try out a class, which you definitely will be able to. There's a lot of free trial classes everywhere. Yeah. Yeah. Go start, talk to places. Start CrossFit. <clears throat> go, <laughs> go talk to places, talk to, you know, gym owners and coaches and stuff like that and just see where you get a good good vibe from. Try a free class, see if you like it, and then go from there. Um, we're just doing a video with one of our members here who was uh, super nervous about starting. She had mentioned, like, at our old gym, she had pulled up into the parking lot, and she just wanted to, like, start the car again and drive away. And she ended up coming in. This is Sarah, by the way. And um, she ended up coming in. And, yeah, she's been here for years now, and it's cool seeing some of the stuff that she's doing and just, like, grown physically and mentally and just like confidence wise. So we ended up uh, doing a video kind of like a start to finish where I like give her a, a card and she, uh, she goes through like signing up for a no sweat intro comes in for base camp. And then like, you know, all the stuff that she's doing now has been progressions over the years of, uh, of the work that she's put in. And, you know, I, I just think there's so many people that are so nervous to try something new out there and whether it is CrossFit or running or skiing or whatever, swimming, um, you know, it's, you might fall in love with it. And if you talk yourself out of it, you know, that's a year, two years, three years, five years, 10 years that maybe you just like, you know, you could have been on a better path to like health, wellness, movement, and it's so much tougher to to get going the longer you put it off. So, you know, whether it's six months or 10 years, like it's it's tough to make up time. So, yeah, yeah. whatever it is, go do it. Yeah. And like it's OK to be scared to start. Like I'll, I'll be honest before I start a workout. Like, yeah, I sometimes still get nervous. Like, oh, man, this is going to hurt. Like <laughs> it's going to happen. Um, but yeah, you either try it out. You might like it, you might not, and that's fine. Like, just, you never know if you don't try. Um, and yeah, I was going to say something else, but I forgot. Um, oh, yeah. Um, a lot of people, I guess, they they might not think, like, oh, man, like, this is expensive. Like, base camp is expensive. Or, what, you pay, like, $200 a month for a gym membership? Um you're paying yeah. for coaching, not a gym membership. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you're you're not here just to like come in, do your workout, and leave. Like you, you spend time with people. You get to know people. You get coached, which is huge. Making sure that you're moving well and doing things right. Um, and it's an investment in yourself. Like you're you're paying that for coaching and to get healthier, get fitter. Mm-hmm. 
Um, so just like if you spend $50 a week on like fast food restaurants. Yeah. There you go. You, That's your yeah, gym membership. If you pay 50 bucks less a week and yeah, that goes towards your gym membership. You're still spending the same amount of money, but yeah. it's giving you very different, very different results in your body. Yeah. Different outcome in the end. And yeah. Yeah. It, some people do look at it as, you know, it is a bit more of a cost to, to get started with. Um, I know most gyms are around that $70 an hour for, for a personal training session. Yeah. And you got to kind of look at what you're getting from that session as well, whether mm-hmm. it is someone just standing there sort of counting reps for you, throwing you on, you know, this machine and that machine. Or is it someone who's like working with you to help learn what your body's capable of and then modifying accordingly for you right now? And it doesn't mean you're going to be stuck doing that now or for, you know, the rest of your life. It could be like, this is where your body's at now because you've sort of neglected it for, you know, several decades and this is where we got to start. But uh, if you're consistent, there's absolutely no reason why you can't be like crushing it down the road. Yeah, for sure. And you don't have to be like a young fit 21 year old to start CrossFit you like start whenever whenever you hear about it like you can be in your 20s 40s 70s it's never too late never too late never too late so anything else you want to add Nick to anyone out there listening um I don't know I was going to ask you a question like what would be the wonder one thing that uh that you would recommend to to anyone out there to kind of improve their lives, their health, their fitness. Just one thing. Um, oh my gosh. Putting just, you on the spot. Just one thing. Just one thing. To improve their lives, uh, try and decrease your stress. Yeah. Like find, find something you love doing, whether that's taking a walk with your dog through a park or sewing or hanging out with friends, like anything that relieves your stress or that brings you joy makes you feel better like that's that's huge find it do it love it yeah love it (laughs) awesome well thank you very much for coming on the podcast um hopefully everyone liked this episode and uh yeah throw us up a rating if you have any questions throw us out some questions we're always happy to answer them in uh in our podcasts and uh once again, I want to thank Nick for making the time to come on and tell you a little bit about herself and about her story. And um, yeah, thanks a lot, Nick. Yeah, thanks for having me. Cool. Thanks, everyone. And hopefully you are a little bit better than yesterday after listening to this podcast. Take care. See you guys. Thank you for making the time to listen to the Better Than Yesterday podcast hosted by Stark Strength and Conditioning. If you liked our show, please head over to the iTunes store and give us a rating. If you have any questions or suggestions about topics you'd like to hear us cover or people you think should be on this show, please let us know so we can make it happen. Thanks again for listening, and we hope that this podcast makes you better than yesterday.